Welcome to Speak Your Peace Podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Big E. Uh, SYP creator Scott is here. Special guest Kaz. My dog is roaming around here somewhere. Uh, we are doing this podcast, what's today? January, no, July 7th, 2022. Uh, we're doing this on the night of round one of the NHL draft. Uh, Scott, mm-hmm. how's it going? It's good. I'm tired, but I'm happy to be on the podcast again. It's good to be back. Finally, it's been what two weeks? Probably since I've been on a podcast. Yeah, it's been a while, but good we're, to be back. And we're behind. We're behind, but we're going to talk about the draft. And I'm very excited. This is like probably my favorite day of the year. Uh, we're recording this on draft. The first dra- the draft, draft is still happening time. right now. Yeah, it's still happening right now. Um. Anyways, it's my favorite. One of my favorite nights in the hockey calendar. I've been looking forward to it for a long time, and it's been good so far. But we'll get into that more here later, and we'll uh, yeah. We'll discuss some trades. We'll discuss some picks. Uh, since we've been gone, uh, Colorado's won the Stanley Cup. Yes. Uh, congratulations to the Avalanche. As a result, they have no picks, so they are not relevant this weekend, but they don't really care because they won the Cup. Who cares? They won the who, Cup. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay was two games short of a three-peat. They also have no picks, but it doesn't matter. Nope, they have one at 31. No, they traded that one, didn't nope. they? Isn't that the... Nope, it's theirs now. Wasn't that the Hagel? Nope. Hagel was a first round pick year, next year. Next year? Yeah. Two or, years? Yeah. It's either way, it looks like Tampa Bay's got a pick at 31 here. Hmm. So um, so kudos to both teams for making it. Um, do you have any quick thoughts on it was a great cup final? Game one was one of the best games of the year. Um, of any any game, regular season playoffs, you name it. That was one of the best games of the year. Uh, really good series, fun to watch, good for the abs, like kind of like Ian said. And um they were due they're overdue kind of at this point and i'm thinking they're going to win at least two more but we'll see um should be good oh overdue is uh related to tsn's overdrive in some way right you gotta sure that's that overdue overdue is like tsn goes uh yeah. the streaming ser- service version sure um you're watching kaz here sniff everything um what should we what do you think we should start what do you think is the biggest storyline today is it the montreal canadians i think we should go in chronological order all right i think we should start from um maybe the georgia trade this morning so let's okay so let's go back to the beginning this morning uh georgia gorgiev alex gorgiev traded from the rangers to the avalanche for was it two-thirds uh yeah two-thirds and a fifth yeah there's a fifth, a third this year. Yep. A third next year, a fifth next year. I believe so. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes sense for the Rangers because he's an RFA. They weren't going to pay him big bucks. They nope. already have their starting goalie. Yeah. Um, you know, you get some draft capital out of it. Yep. Not a, I mean, a fair bit, not a lot. Like they're, you know, two thirds isn't nothing. Um, it's not nothing. It's um, and again for. Again, for the Avalanche here, this kind of leads me to believe that Darcy Kemper is gone and Georgiev is going to be their new starter, per se, because, again, he's a good goalie. He just was kind of behind one of the best goalies, yeah. the, the best goalie this year in, in Vesna winner, Igor Shosturkin. Um, The returns, okay. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine, all things considered. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind this at all. And, again, yeah. It's, I don't know if either good. I don't know if either team wins the trade per se. They both kind of just 
fill mm. fill things that they have to do with that again position. it's yeah yeah again we'll see how Georgiev is and, in his first year as a starter in Colorado but I'm thinking if he's at least half decent then it's going to be fine I, think I, I was going to say but, I think that trade depends on how you feel about Gorgiev Georgiev yes. I think it depends on how you feel about him I don't know Definitely. if he's like I don't know if he's a 40 game starter in this league mm, yeah, I, he's I, a young goalie he might be he might be I'm thinking and, he might be. And, um, and I we'll think we, see. We talked about it earlier where the Colorado yeah. defense might be able to help him out a bit. Might, well, they're just such a good team that Georgia doesn't have to be lights out like he was. In, I mean, you saw, you saw what Shosturkin had to do in the playoffs. He had to more or less carry his team. Yeah. And again, Georgia couldn't do that quite to the same extent that Shosturkin did. And I think in a system like in Colorado where there's such a good team, um, he'll be he'll be fine. I'm thinking he'll be okay. So so that trade happened. That was the first thing that happened today. The Chris Letang extension happened today yeah, as well. Yeah, that was big. So that's six years, six point one five million for Chris. Uh, it's a long, a lot of money for a guy that's thirty five. But it's a ter- it, like right now he's worth six million. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's just like in like the when he's forty and forty one, is he going to be sure? Worth but again, here's the thing with Chris Letang and how he plays the game. He's kind of like a. I don't want to say like Kimo Timonen in a way, but he's just very like a, he's not a super aggressive defenseman. He's just a good solid puck mover and a good guy to have as a leader around the locker room. And he may not play all six of those years, but he'll get, he'll get his money's worth for about four of them. I think that's well, just me. But and, we'll see. and for the pens, like I think there's three years left on Crosby's deal. Yes. So that's more or less your window of winning. Is those three years more or less? And again, Crosby could extend further. And again, Crosby's going to sure. be Crosby's going to be City Crosby until he retires, more or less. Yeah, because he's just that good. But it's yeah, I, I like it. I like the Latang signing. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Malkin now, and see how that's going to play out. Because again, I don't know. With it's hard to say because again, depends on what what direction Pittsburgh wants to go. If they think they can run it back with Malkin and with Crosby and Latang. Then we'll see, but I'm not sure Ron Hextall, GM of the Penguins, actually thinks that, but we'll have to see. It kind so. of feels like you have to sign both of them in a way, doesn't it? I wonder if Malcolm will take less money. I wonder. Makes you wonder. Who Makes knows? you wonder. Um, so the Tang deal was signed today. Yep. Pittsburgh kept their number one defenseman. Yep. Then the Brain Cat trade. Yeah, that was big. That was at about. Two that was confirmed at 2.15, about just after 2.15 p.m. earlier today, just before the draft. Um, so Chicago gets a 2022 first-round pick, which was the seventh overall pick. This is That's what they got initially. We're getting, we'll get to more of that later. They also got a 2022 second-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick in the deal for so, Alex DeBrinkett. So it was, it was essentially the seventh overall pick, the 39th overall pick. Yes. And a... 2024 third round pick. Third round pick in two years. Yeah. For to bring it. For to bring. Yes. Which I think that's a win for Ottawa. I think that, you know, it is. You, oh, def- you, definitely. You get, yeah. the, you get the best player in, yep. the, in the trade. Yep. You get a guy who can be a 40 goal scorer. Yep. You get a guy who, I don't know, is he going to play on that right wing? I mean, with top top to bring it, I would yeah. I mean, to bring it's gonna fit in. I would think Nor- really well with Norris and Chuck. Or I mean, again, at this point now, the centers have so many weapons in that top six that you could kind of rotate through them and yeah. see what you like and see what chem- how chemistry and line matching works. But um, yeah, I I like the top six now. I think they're once and again to bring it is a younger guy still. Yeah, but he's gonna provide some experience. He's played you know played with Taves and Kane like some of these big name guys and. 
absolute studs. So we'll, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking to bring, it's going to be good. I don't know. Cause well, with Ottawa, um, they have to, you would think they would have to resign to bring it after this year. He's got one more year left at, I yep. believe the cap is like six point something. Yeah. I'm thinking this is the kind of guy they're going to start kind of rebuilding or yeah. not, maybe, maybe like they're kind of, they're rebuilding anyways, but like just another addition forward and he's going to be a big part of that for sure like that's a guy i feel like you have to re-sign at nine nine and a half depends how he does this year if he has a really good year he leads the team in scoring all that sort of stuff both of things he might he might do but again here's another thing with to bring it too is that they got to worry about signing schutzla i guess worry about signing um, schutzla kachuk as well long, they, longer to no, they got him already but they got him already schutzla's the guy you're worried about i think norris is an rfa this yep. year Batherson, I believe, is locked up. Batherson's locked up now. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Shabbat, I locked feel, is locked up. I, basically, I think they they need they need to bring it, and they maybe need another goalie. Question. Oh, we know they need a goalie for sure. And again, they could show up and their probably defense an, and probably another defense. Yeah, but up front, the Senators. The forwards are fine. They're, the forwards are, are fine. Yeah. Yeah. From Chicago's perspective. God, this is an underwhelming return. Yes and no. Like, yeah. I mean, what, what, let's let's finish the Chicago story later because we've got okay. more to talk about with Chicago. All right. So, um, so, so the so Brinkett goes to Ottawa. That was before the draft. Yeah. And then during the draft. So actually, let's talk about the first few picks first. And then we'll, sure. go, we'll go into um, the Chicago-Ottawa so situation. So the draft hits. Yes. Not at 4 o'clock at like 20 after 4. The first pick was made at 4.30. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the first pick was... Slavkovsky. Yeah, there you go. You got it. I got it eventually. Yeah. Your Slavkovsky from Slovakia, plays which, in Finland, went first overall to the Montreal Canadiens. Which, which, which is not the guy I said they would be taking. You said right. I was flopping back and forth. Um, I think I did say right in the end, but I'm kind of happy I was wrong. I think Slavkovsky is a better fit um, in Montreal. I think he just fits that system better and Suzuki, they got Suzuki there and plays pretty much the same game as Shane Wright. So putting a big winger in there is going to be huge for Montreal. So you basically next season, you start off Slavkovsky, Suzuki, Caulfield. It's pretty sick first line or that will be eventually. I don't know if Slavkovsky can play first line right away, but he'll be, he'll, I think he'll make the lineup. For that, sure. That's it. That's a, uh, that's a pretty, uh, it's pretty nice first line. Pretty nice first line. Yeah. Uh, Simon Nemich. Went second to New Jersey. Second yeah. to New Jersey. That was, I was think. well, I mean, it's, again, looking at it now, I was, like, shocked that Shane Wright didn't go up one of the first or second. Um, but looking at it, like I said, looking at it now, I do like that pick. Um, Nemich, the Devils need another defenseman, and he's a right shot. Nemich is going to be such a solid two-way defender, and I don't want to say Petrangelo, but he kind of reminds me of Petrangelo in a way, just like a steady, smooth, two-way guy. Plays both ends of the ice really well. Like, yeah. I mean, not much looked good. looks good to me. It kind of shores up their back end. Like, we talk about shoring up a back end with Ottawa. Yeah. With New, New Jersey, you've got Dougie Hamilton for the long, yep. long haul. Yep. You got Luke Hughes yep. in the system. Ty Smith is there. He's just still a young guy. Ty Smith in the system. It's you now, yeah. now you're adding Nemich to that. Nemich to that. Damon Severson's still around. Like, it's, yeah. The Devils have a solid defense core. And again, they're going to probably move around some of these pieces eventually. But, yeah, yeah, the Devils are building up a good overall overall prospect pool for one, yeah. but um, especially on their back end, the, the defensive core, Luke Hughes and Nemec back to back years. I like it. But now they just need a goalie. 
like a lot of teams do, but yeah, yeah, yeah they, the, like, 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 as uh, yeah. we talked about, is Mackenzie Blackwood the solution? That's no, that's, you don't think no, so? No, I think we've, I think we've established that he's probably not the answer. There was talk about him being the third goalie on the Canada team. Yeah, there was. There was right. Not anymore. So they, either way, they, they they put a lot of different yeah. people on the Canada team. Um, true, they could third third overall, Logan Cooley. Yeah, to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Which again, that makes sense because mm-hmm. he's an American. Yep. Uh, he's a guy that Arizona, they they. I don't know if he's going to play for the Coyotes next year. I think he's playing. I think he's playing college hockey. He's going to be college. But he's a guy that <laughs> the Coyotes need to help sell to their fan yep. base. If that makes sense, a young guy, an American. Yeah. And lo- the thing with Logan Cooley's game, he might be the most dynamic player in this class in terms of sheer skill and talent. He's one of those guys that will, you know he'll put you, you know, you know, put people in seats in Arizona in a place where, like Ian said, desperately needs that. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it'll be cool to see what he can do in Arizona. And if he can, he, along with the other draft pick who we'll talk about later from Arizona um, can like kind of bring some flash and some dynamic, not even just play, but also just like a different fresh mentality attitude to Arizona and, um, we'll talk about the other guy later, but yeah. So with that, this is about, I believe it was like between the third and fourth pick is when all the trade started happening. No, it was before the seventh pick. It was before, anyway, it, it was after Cutter Gochi got picked. Oh, I thought it was after Cooley. Anyways, Anyways yeah. the point was that um, Seattle took Shane Wright. At four. At four, yeah. which... Again, best player available. I've kind of been at that sa- point. Yeah. At, at this point, I've kind of been saying it the whole time. Yep. You take the best player available. Yeah. Um, if you're Seattle, you you say he, he writes kind of like Beniers. They play a similar style, but I think if you're Seattle, again, you're trying to. Yeah. Th- this year, they've been talking a lot about the prospect pool and trying to add prospects to the yep. system. Yep. For sure. I, again, like. May, and maybe we're wrong about Shane Wright because mm-hmm. of the fact that he's dropped down to fourth. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong about him. But if you told yeah. Seattle fans last mm-hmm. year, like, oh, yeah, you're going to get Shane Wright <laughs> in the draft. They'd be going ballistic. Yeah, yeah, they'd be going ballistic. Yeah. So As they should be. And, again, here's the thing with Seattle's a special case because they don't have, like you said, they don't really have the prospect pull that some of the other teams do because they are an expansion franchise. And um, the thing – I think this is a perfect storm for Seattle in Seattle. Now you've got your one number one and two centers. Pick who you want. Veneers right one two. Yeah, you've got them for ten years as your core, and that's a pretty good core. I don't I don't know about you. That's pretty good. And I, I, I think that. I think most teams would love to have that as their yeah as their center. And now that right again, some there was I think there was three players that that thought they could really go first overall: Slavkovsky, Kudergochi, and Shane Wright. I think and I think Cooley was getting some. I think Cooley was getting some love too. Yeah. Um, and. The thing with with Ryder is, you know, now he dropped a fourth. He's mad. He's, I think he said in the post, he probably didn't see this, this is pretty fresh, but um, in his uh, post draft interview, he's like, yeah, I definitely got a chip on my shoulder. Like, I'm, you know, ready to, he didn't say I'm ready to prove him wrong, but like he's, you know, he didn't say he's disappointed because he's, you know, he's not going to say that. He's obviously happy to be, you know, to go to Seattle. He wanted to be number one. But yeah, he, he was, again, he kind of grew up like all through his, his junior days thinking he's going to go first overall. Yeah. And again, he put the work in, you know, he didn't have a great year this year. And, um, and this is maybe why he fell to four, but again, Seattle 
got right at four and it kind of fell into their lap and we'll see what happens, but it'll be cool to see what Shane Wright can do in Seattle for sure. So you have, you have Wright, Veneers, probably I would think both of those guys are going to be in Seattle next year. Veneers for sure. Veneers will play full time. Uh, Wright, hard to say, but we'll, he'll definitely get a, get a good look. He'll probably play his nine games and then we'll see. Then we'll see. Yeah. Um, could we, well, could we play for Coachella Valley, the Firebirds? Could we play for Firebirds? Well, I think he'll, back, he'll go back to Kingston. But. Probably. Um, fifth overall, weird, not a weird pick, but a weird team in the Flyers. I kind of don't know what the Flyers are. Yeah. I think they're, they're with the Flyers, I think they're in the middle of, a, of an identity crisis. They, <laughs> bless you. They, uh, they, uh, they, they took Kataguchiye. Yep, they did. Solid hockey name. Oh yeah, it's one one of the best names in this draft class, and a draft class with a lot of good names. A lot of good names. So Kataguchi up there. It's definitely up there. Yeah. You know they talk about physicality with him, bit of toughness. You know, hard nose per se. That sounds like a Philadelphia Flyer. Kataguchi is a Philadelphia Flyer, and again, he's gonna bring that power four build a bit of a bite to his game. And I think like, I don't want to say he's like Bobby Clark, but he just plays like a heavy kind of physical yet skilled James Van Riemsdyk esque ish, but better um, type of game. He, he's a top end player and he's going to be fun to watch for sure. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Cause it definitely seems like a flyers type pick. It is. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know what the you know, I don't know if he's gonna be in Philadelphia next year. He might be he's a USA player, isn't he? So he's gonna be playing some college hockey next year. So yeah, he's national listed his amateur league is under 18 national training development program. However, yeah. his home country is listed as Sweden. I'll get back to you guys on that one. I'm gonna look into this one. Scott's gonna do some research. Yeah. Um number six, that was David Yerchek. David Yerchek pick to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. Speaking of trades with Chicago, that that Seth Jones uh, trade is really uh, doing wonders for the Columbus Blue Jackets, isn't it? Yeah. So again, this this was Chicago's original pick from the trade with like in mentioned with Seth Jones, and this is the pick they got that the Columbus Blue Blue Jackets got in return. And I think the Blue Jackets won with this trade because they had oh you know, yeah they had a, oh, yeah. like they won with this trade and they got a great player here in here a check right shot big heavy physical defenseman good you know got a really good shot from the point he's listed at 6'3 190 right now and he's gonna probably grow into his nhl frame to a certain point and um i just like what columbus has done the last few drafts especially in the first round with um kent johnson at five cylinder at 12 who played full season in the nhl last year and now they got Yurichek as a defenseman in their system oh, they the blue jackets need a defenseman and they got one in and a good one in david Yurichek here I mean, it, it shores up their back end a little. I don't yep. know if he. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say that because I don't know if he's going to be in the NHL next year. Hard to he's say. He's got the size to be in the NHL next year. It doesn't mean he. I just be. don't know if he's got the game again. Remember, always with defensemen, it always takes longer, yeah. and you always expect defensemen not to make the jump right away. It's hard to, and some like again, it takes certain defensemen and like. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make the jump right away, but he'll he's going to be very good. And they talk about you know right hand defensemen. Right shot defenseman. Right shot defenseman. Yeah. Right like you can't really trade. It's hard to trade for a quality right shot defenseman. And the Blue Jackets did a great job <sighs> in drafting one here. So 
yeah, good pick. I like it. So you want to go, we'll go through the top 10 then and then we can Yeah, we'll to- go through top 10 and then we'll come back to the trades and the absolute madness that was the Chicago, Montreal, New York Islanders trade so pattern. So, we'll talk about it. So the Blackhawks with seven. They this is the Brinkat trade that we discussed earlier. Yes. Uh, they take Kevin Korchinski from the Seattle Thunderbirds. Yes, they do. Uh, a guy who's been rising up draft boards all year. All year. Yeah. Um, tall, offensively gifted defenseman. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I joke and I've mentioned this before, but he's the guy who, like, you know, back in the day, you got a Mem Cup run or you got a, fi- a WHL finals bump because more scouts yeah. got the opportunity to see you. That was kind yeah. of the same with Kevin Korchinski. Yeah, they had a good playoff run in Seattle in the WHL there. Yeah, um, so now he gets to go to Chicago. He's a top 10 pick. He yeah. goes to Chicago, Yep. and he's going to be a Blackhawk. I like it. I was not going to lie to you, viewers. I was hoping this guy would fall to 10 to go to the Ducks. Um, he didn't kind of, you know, another Seattle Thunderbirds defenseman that goes to Anaheim would have been cool, um, but he didn't. And I think Chicago was right in this pick here. Um Korchinski's game is really good. Ian, you got to see him a lot firsthand. Yeah. So you would know better than I would. But again, I just really liked his game and watching him at in the WHL playoffs. And he was just, yeah, such a threat from the back end. And his defensive game definitely needs a bit of work, as many players, you know, many defensive defensemen that are like this do. But again, the offensive talent and skill is there. It's just a matter of putting the whole game together. So and he'll pick. he'll when he'll be a nice replacement when the Blackhawks try and trade Seth Jones uh, this yeah. summer. Right. Um yeah. so Let's talk about your guy, number eight. Number eight, Marco Casper, Detroit Red Wings. Um, the newest one. Newest one. It's kind of funny. Um, we were watching the draft together, yep. and you know, I was like, "Yeah, they might go Savoy. They might go, you know, Lambert." Yep. Well, Lambert's not even gone yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe they go Lambert. Who knows? And then I said, "Ah, maybe they go off the board with Marco Casper." Because that would be an Eisman pick of, you know, going slightly off the board. Yeah, but is he really off the board, though? I don't think he is. Again, I think this year has been a, another weird year of, like, yeah. it, it's very subjective, these rankings, mm-hmm. of where you sure. have these guys. Like, I yeah. thought Laver would have been a top 10, 15 pick. Well, he was coming coming into the year, and yeah. then he slid a lot. Yeah. Like, he, I think he might have, well, we'll see what happens in the last four picks here, but as at this rate, he slid out of the first round, so. So, who knows? Who knows, yeah. Um. But Casper sounds like a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like a, a real, um, you know, glue guy in a sense, like a guy who like, they really, you know, he will really, yeah. he'll run through a brick wall for you. They, yeah. They, but again, here's the thing with that. Is he's, a, he's a really skilled guy too. But he yeah, is. Yeah. That's a, that, that wasn't what I was trying to take away from his skill. It's more like he got compared to Matthew Kachuk. And he got compared yeah. to James Reams, James Van Reams, JVR, yeah. JVR. And it's just like, those are two guys, both skilled, yeah. who will run through a brick wall and will, you know, one of those guys, he's a guy that you want on mm-hmm. your team yep. and not somebody you want to play, play against. against. Yeah, for sure. And when the Red Wings go to the playoffs, whenever that is, <laughs> not maybe not this year, probably not this year, maybe the year after, that's a dude who, might be like a middle six just beast and just yep. you know hard in the paint yeah going into the corners will score a bunch of goals in front of the net do it with a smile on his face that sounds like a, a guy that i would love having on my team so i'm not yeah. i'm not disappointed with the pick at all fair enough i like it yeah and again the thing with casper too you talk about van J- jvr and kachuk 
the thing Casper has that those guys don't is that he can play center. And yeah. I think Casper can play all three, four positions. And um, yeah, I like it. Um, they're, they're calling him, apparently his nickname is Ghost too, by the way. Casper the Ghost. Makes sense. Yes. Number nine, Matt Savoy. Matt Savoy to the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres, yeah. Which is interesting because I remember hearing, I don't know, last year yep. when the Sabres were going through um, some shit about how they didn't even have WHL scouts. Like, they took Dylan Cousins without even really scouting him. Right. Um, which is funny now because they take Savoy. Yeah. Who, you know, I was, it was funny. I was thinking – I've kind of been thinking meeting up in the last few days of this. Mm-hmm. What if Matthew Savoy is just the best player in this class? Like, he's a guy who I, I think people thought really highly of, thought that he would be a really talented player. And, you know – He's got work to do, obviously. Like oh, he, for sure. Like he, he's going ninth. He's not going, you know, top three. He's got to work on his skating a little bit. Uh, you know, he's he's not what's not elusive. Like he's a bit of a Bambi. I I, I think is what they were showing tonight. No, I don't know if that's Bambi's a little harsh. I don't know but... if that's quite the place you're looking for. Savoy is one of the most. He could possibly be the most dynamic player in this class. Him. And Logan Cooley are probably the two most talented players, yeah. possibly. Um, and the thing with Savoy is that he, you know, he talked about in his pre-draft interview about Monolith's game after Matt Barzell on Braden Point. And if he can be anywhere close to either of those two guys, I think the Buffalo Sabres have a win in, the, in this in, oh, yeah. in my books here. Um, and yeah, I like this pick for Buffalo. And I think again, Savoy is such a dynamic, like skilled guy. I think they're gonna be all over him and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch i was hoping this was another guy i was hoping would fall to 10 to my ducks but again it's just not how the how it falls so well he can he can play make he's got a really good shot like one of the best shots one of the best shots um like i love the savoy pick like i wouldn't be surprised if this guy turns out to be the best player in this class there's a chance yeah there is actually yeah like i wouldn't be surprised yep um he's just that good and with how the draft works, you know, yep. anything's possible. It's kind of too bad he's on the Sabres, but, you know, maybe hit him. Well, we'll cut- see now. Again, they yeah. have such a good prospect pool in Buffalo. You have him. You have Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestat, yep. depending on how you feel about Middlestat. Yep. Um, you know, they're probably looking for some more score, well, score. Of own power too. Owen power on the Jack back wins. End. Jack got Quinn. a great shot. Darlene is still there, but yep, you're, he's you're, young. you're still looking for probably some scoring on the wings a little bit to, yeah. to win now, but yeah. And you're looking for a real legit goalie. Maybe Luka uh, Pekalekanen is that guy. Pekka Lukonen's getting there. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. The, the Sabres interesting, but they definitely took a good step. And again, the, the prominence of Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs in that lineup, kind of in that return for Jack Eichel has paid off really well. And the Sabres probably will not trade, in my opinion. Um, let's do number 10 then. It's my Ducks. So your Ducks. My Ducks took uh, Pavel Mintikov uh, out of Saginaw. Yes, Russian defenseman, but plays in Saginaw. Uh, the OHL, 6'1", 192. Exciting player. He's got hands like a forward and he's yeah plays you know plays a physical aggressive game very ducks pick and i think he's gonna slot in really well with drysdale hellison one of one of the defense core defense that are already there and 
Yeah, this, I'm, this kind of like not to take away from the player, but this definitely feels like well, Korchinski's gone, so we'll take here's Minchikov. Here's Minchikov. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I would say so. And again, Minchikov is almost a safer pick. Like you kind of know he's going to be a top four, but Korchinski could be one of those. He could be a top pair guy, kind of thing. Well, but we'll we'll see. And when they were talking about it tonight too, the Ducks decor. This is going to be stupid. Yeah. In about four, in about three years, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the guys on on Sportsnet were talking about this at length, and again, I you know I'm I'm very as a Ducks fan, I'm incredibly. You agree excited. with everything that they were saying? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, it's hard to argue when you've got. We'll talk about the other Ducks pick later, um, but it's hard to argue when you've got four. Are like you know at least top four potentially top four defensemen in your system, and Drysdale, Zellweger, Hellison, and now Minchikov, and then you've got Zegris, you've got. McTavish down the middle and then it's yeah and then other some other guys Braden Tracy's looking really good um some of their guys Sasa Pastorjov is going to be some kind of player um off the wing and it's it's an exciting time to be a Ducks fan that's for sure so let's talk about the trades that true do we t- want to talk about so Montreal Montreal with the Islanders yes they send Alex Romanoff yes to the Islanders Yes, and a fourth round pick. And a fourth round pick for a for number 13. For number 13 and number 91. Nope, that's it. Just 13. So the Islanders received 90 the fourth the fourth round pick. Oh the Islanders received oh the Islanders received Romanov and a fourth go to the Islanders in exchange for the 13th overall pick in the first round. Yeah. And then Montreal uses that pick, that 13th overall pick, along with their 66th overall pick. So that's a second rounder. And it sends it to Chicago. In exchange for Kirby Doc, you would think Colton would have to be in that. You would think they're a package deal, no? <laughs> anyway, no. Anyway, I, um, it's not quite how that works. That's not oh, okay. That's not like you know nope. elementary school soccer where it's just like no. Nope. I will say a uh, uh, sidebar. It was a really cool story though that the Doc brothers got drafted the same team. That was quite. And now all that good PR is now it's, abs- Yeah, it's absolutely gone. gone. But I will say this. I mean, the fact that you know this trade was announced in Montreal. In because the draft is being held in Montreal, if you guys didn't know that. Um, you've been living under a rock, it's the draft in Montreal, it's been a big deal. Um, and the fact that this was announced in Montreal, the crowd was going, it was hilarious. One of the guys, did you see the reaction? Yes, when they announced that Romanov was getting traded. The first trade, the first trade was like, Oh my gosh, are you joking? And then as soon as they announced Kirby Doc was going to Montreal, the fans are going ballistic because that's exactly the kind of player that the Montreal Canadiens needed. and now you, you really see a shift. You I mean you, Suzuki's a smaller guy, Caulfield's a smaller guy, and that's fine. But now you've got Slavkovsky, who's 6'4, 225. Kirby Doc, who's 6'4. I think he's about 215, 220 as well. Taller than me. Kate, yeah, taller than you. Caden Gooley, who's still coming up. He's their first round pick from last year. Great defenseman, played on Team Canada the World Juniors. He's 6'3. Played had a really good run at the Mem Cup with the Oil Kings this year. It's yeah, Montreal's kind of got the shift into a bigger more physically dominant team. And I think Doc's going to be a great fit in Montreal. I don't have anything, you know, I don't have anything to counter with that. I think yeah. it's, it's a little disappointing that you had to trade Romanoff considering like he's been, a, yeah. considering he, he, he's come along this year and was becoming a bit of a fan favorite. Yeah. But, 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 but no, no, but that's like, that's the price you pay for getting a Kirby Doc. It is, but I don't know if he was really that good of a fit in Montreal. Yes, he was a fan favorite, but I just didn't think he fit. I think he would fit the with, system. I think he would, I think he would. I think he was. Gonna, he was getting better when St. Louis took over, and then compared to the previous coaches. 
Um, I don't. I just don't think he was right, quite the right fit in Montreal. I think he'll do better in, yeah, in Long Island. Uh, Mont- from Montreal's perspective, they get their second line center. Yeah. That they were looking for with Christian Dvorak. Yeah. Now, now it's Kirby Doc. Uh, pretty good upgrade. Uh, pretty good upgrade, I would say. Even though Doc hasn't totally shown it at the NHL level, like he, he like he's had like spurts, but he hasn't like. Again, he's still filling into his game. He's exactly. still he's still a young kid. Yeah. He's only 20. And he's been playing for a Blackhawks team that's like hasn't been great. Yeah. And he's been kind of sheltered a bit. Like I think Montreal is gonna gonna give him a chance to shine. I think he's really going to. So, so my question is right. the hell are you doing if you're Lou Amarello and the Islanders? <laughs> Retool and go at it again. I don't know. Roman Romanov's like, you know, still got some promise. I like his game. Romanov's that does cool. not seem like a Lou Amarello defenseman. No, but the game's changing and Lou's got to change with it. I don't know. I do like the fact that the Islanders did get a younger defenseman in this trade so they can move Char out finally. And I would Romanov Dobson kind of kind of a lethal deep air. I don't know if you think about that, but that's kind of nice. You gotta de- you, you de- gotta <laughs> admit that that's kind of nice. It definitely goes like from the absolutely solid dependable uh Pulak Pelic then to uh Romanoff Dobson and who knows maybe yeah. they're a third pair D you know their third pair D next year um it's a little chaotic but it could be yeah. interesting it could be it interesting should be interesting we'll have to see um and then from the Blackhawks perspective God this is an underwhelming return for Kirby Dog isn't it a first and yeah. a second yeah yep and I mean, they kind of like they sort of kind of replaced, well, kind of replaced um, Kirby Doc with their draft pick. They yes. took another center, um, and Frank Nazar. But yeah, again, it's little yes and no. But remember, again, to my point, like, and you said this as well, like he wasn't working all, all that great in Chicago. He yeah. wasn't like this big bona fide star, right? And again, for the Blackhawks, I think they're really clearing house, and I think they're really trying to just accelerate this rebuild and moving out. Doc and moving out to bring it or two but, big parts of that. But here's my thing. They're doing this rebuild ass backwards. Because if you're doing a rebuild, you get rid of Taves and, and Kane. You already got rid of Keith. But they're not going to move guys that won three cups for you. They're not going to move those. Those two, I think, are immovable. I think you don't move them until they retire. In all honesty, I think they're gonna retire as black. Like maybe so so when Kane's in maybe Tate, maybe Kane will go somewhere and try win another cup, but so when Kane's a UFA next year, you're just we're just letting him walk. Might have to, yeah. Or I mean, or or he's like the one of the best rental players in the market next year, which he might and again you, you saw and that maybe, with Giroux. And maybe like, and maybe that's maybe that's a return you're getting if you're getting a Giroux return, yeah. That's a, you can't even get a first for yeah, but again, we'll have to, you know, we'll have to see. And there's always so many side deals you just don't want, right? So, anyways. Um, so, here, so, Chicago, I'm going to give some quick grades here. Sure. Chicago gets a D for the day. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because okay. you're, do, you're doing this ass backwards. That's, yeah. You, you, I don't agree with that, but. You get, right. Chicago, I think it's a D. Okay. Um, Montreal. I think you, I think Montreal on the day probably gets like a B plus. I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind I, that. I, I think I think for Montreal, you wheeling Ken Hughes wheeling and dealing. Yep, I don't mind that. Um, Ooh. interesting. I'm just looking at some of the picks that have been made. 
since since we've been since we've been chatting. Yeah, we'll we'll get in we'll get into so, our highlights of the bottom half of the second or the first round here in a bit. So and in Ottawa, I think like you know, they they haven't been the best drafting team anyways in the last few years. They've kind of reached on some guys, but yeah, um, I like the fact that they just said, fuck it, we're gonna trade our seventh overall pick for a guy who could possibly score 40 goals for us. Yeah, I don't mind I, it. I don't mind it. I don't mind that. Yeah. I'm and not- I think again, the senators kind of mindset and what they've got now, they're ready to win and they're ready to at least compete and get going. And um yeah, so I, I like the move from Ottawa and they got, you know, Debrinkit, who's the best player in that trade, and one of the biggest players on the market coming into like this this off season and um it should be good i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in all so in my notes uh today yeah um i i basically like went through like the first 15 teams sure and i had four different categories for each of these teams okay teams looking up okay. seattle montreal arizona columbus okay uh, Arizona is a bit weird because they should be in the next category that I have, but I think I think things are looking up for Arizona. Like I think they are. I would say so. We haven't I, talked about their other guy they drafted yet. I mean, who I have, I'm a huge fan of, but well, with Arizona, yeah. like maybe I'm jinxing it, but like I feel like on ice, this is like the we got through the worst. Yeah, I would agree. I think that. this past year was like the yeah. worst of the worst of what we see from the Coyotes on, on the ice. Yeah, on, on the ice. I don't mind that. Then it took Cooley. And then they took who is the second? Connor Geeky at eleventh overall, brother of Morgan Geeky, who's this current Seattle Kraken. Geek Squad. Geek Squad, yeah. And I think Connor's such a such a figure. I talked about earlier about how Arizona needs like a change in attitude and a change in mentality. And I think Connor Geeky's like such a charismatic guy and just a absolute character. And he's gonna bring some life to that franchise along with Logan Cooley for sure. So. The, the second category I have here, uh, it's just still rebuilding. Like the, these are teams sure. that are just still rebuilding. Yep. That's Detroit. Yep. That's Anaheim. Yep. That's Buffalo. Yeah. I could put Arizona in there, but I wanted to give Arizona a little bit of positivity sure. yeah. because yeah. everything's looked yep. so bleak for them. Yep. Um, all those teams nailed their picks. Detroit, I would, I would Anaheim, so. Buffalo, I think nailed their picks. Yep. I, the Casper pick in Detroit's really good. Yeah. Um, Anaheim took Minchikov and then they took Nathan Gauthier in at 20 at 22 uh 63207 you know center in plays a hard game he's not going to be a flashy dynamic guy but he's going to get the job done he's going to be a really solid like um two-way guy and you know brings a compete level that the Ducks kind of have a brand of hockey like and um I like it I like this pick out of uh the Quebec Ramparts Patrick Watt coached in that, it's kind of like not to say that he's going to be this guy but it reminds me of the seth jarvis pick where seth jarvis yeah. in portland was going from you know a professional organize the closest thing to a professional organization in, sure. in, in junior hockey that you yep. get Close uh, to with portland yep. and he get he got he got drafted by rod brendamore in the hurricanes <laughs> which is like a really professional organization absolutely and yeah. so it's like oh yeah this is a pick that's Makes sense, and that's going to work out. That's going to work out. Goche kind of feels like that too, where he's going from Patrick Waugh with NHL yeah. experience, who can get really good system in in Quebec and under the ramparts, and now he's going to a Dallas Aikens coached Anaheim Ducks team, who have been very good at developing. I mean, especially defensemen, yeah. but just prospects in general. The Ducks have had a really good track record of drafting and developing their players, and 
they've done a good job with it. I mean, you look at Troy Terry's a fifth round pick. So, so then I have, what are you as a third category, which is kind of like teams that are, yep. I feel like are in an identity crisis or like, what are you trying to achieve? What is it that you do? Yeah. In that category, I have the devils because sure. I don't know what the devils are trying to be. Now they're going to try and win. Now you feel like with, I would hope so. Yeah. I would, they need a goalie. They have, they have, I yeah. talent. I mean, we, we talked about this pre podcast, like McKenzie Blackwood, I think is good, but again, he, he needs a bounce back year. Like we'll have to see what he can I don't do. think he's coming back. Uh, Philadelphia. I don't know what the flyers are. I feels like they're going to try. They're, they're almost like with torch. Maybe they're going to go broad street bullies. Like we're going yeah, go to go back to that. Well, if, if that's what they're looking for, cutter go chase certainly fits that style. That's kind of what I'm wondering here. Maybe they sign Kadri in the uh, in the off season too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I have the Ottawa Senators into what are you? This was earlier today, but now it feels like with the Brinkat trade, it's like okay, <laughs> yeah. Now you guys are gonna try and go. Like now you guys are gonna try and make the playoffs. Yeah, they sure. need another goalie. They need you know some more help defensively. Um, San Jose, the Sharks are a weird team to me because they just fired their coach. They did, yeah. They hired Mike Greer, who I like as a GM. I like that. I like that move. I like that hire. But now with the Sharks, it's like you have three abysmal, like awful contracts. Which three? Carlson, Carlson, Vlasic, and Burns. Okay, I guess so. Three Uh, defensemen, too. Three defensemen. You can make the argument the Logan Couture contract isn't great either. Yep. Um, (laughs) True. So you have a lot of shitty contracts in, in San Jose. Yep. I don't think you're good enough to win now. I don't think they're making that leap into the top no, four in the Pacific. The, the Sharks are well, literally swimming, like, but they're um, – I don't know what they're – like, I, like Vanco- I like Vancouver more than I like San Jose. Well, yeah, of course. I like the direction the Canucks are going. So in. do I. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and then the final team I have, what are you, is Chicago. Like I had this earlier today before the Debrinkat. Well, trip. now they're a rebuilding team. Yeah. Now, now, now we know what they are. They're you know, they're they're pure rebuild. You're going for Connor Bedard next year. That's what the Blackhawks are doing. Is going for I Connor think, Bedard. I think they should, and they might get there. Like, well, I mean, we'll see how these some of the other teams play out. But I think Chicago will be near the bottom of the food chain, and um, like Arizona will probably be back down there again. And yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then I had closer than we think, which is Vancouver. Yep. Vancouver today took, you can you can say the kid's name, Jonathan Lekermaki, Lekermaki, which is a you know, guy from Sweden, uh, right shot, one of the best shooters in the class, and some argue that he is the best shooter in the class in terms of putting the puck on a stick. And like, he's he's probably one of those guys that would have the um, the snipe or the make it snappy X factor in yeah, okay. Chell. I think that would be definitely. Um, that's like his actual, his pure, like he's a pure shooter and a goal scorer. And I think he's going to be a good fit with a Pedersen with a, hopefully if JT Miller is still there with a JT Miller and one of these guys like that can kind of dish him the, dish him the rock and he can just rip it and just do his thing almost like a second Besser, but maybe more dynamic than Besser. I don't know if he can be, but yeah. Um, closer than we think I had the New York Islanders. Cause I was like, you know what? You, you can write off a lot of what happened last year with the Islanders. Yeah. And now it's like, yep. huh, mm-hmm. you got rid of Barry Trotz, which is. That weird. was questionable. But again, I think that's more, that's less about Barry Trotz. It's more about the Lou. team needing. Well, okay. Yeah. But the team needing a change of seat, like a change of like pace and a change of head coach. So. So, and I know like, 
I get that Lou's trying to win now. Yeah. And that first overall pick, or not the first overall pick, that first round pick this year was probably not going to do it. Um, so the Islanders are a weird team to me now. Mm-hmm. And now closer than we think the Winnipeg Jets. I had Winnipeg. It's like, you know, if they, yeah. if they want to run it back, if they want to play more defensive, if they want to just ride the Connor Hellebuck, you know, train for a year with yeah. bonus and see True. how it goes. They could possibly sneak in as a wild card. Well, here I'll uh, I'll tell you who they they drafted. So they drafted Rucker McGrordy, another yeah. another great hockey name. Great hockey name. Um, he's a you know center or right winger. Sorry, six one two zero four, out of the national training program in the United States. He is gonna be. He's a big solid guy. He was one of the cap. I think he was a captain of the U.S. under eighteen national team. Um, probably the, also. I was gonna say probably the biggest smile of any prospect. Yeah, today. he was he was fired up. The other guy they drafted, and this is a guy I've been talking about for a long time. They drafted Brad Lambert at 30. Yep. Which I actually, I like that. I really like that. Oh, we have a switch actually. Um, wow. That just happened right now. Um, Arizona and Edmonton basically just switched picks. Mm. So the Coyotes traded up to 29 to select Maverick Lambert for out of Drummondville. He's a 6'7", 199 right shot defenseman. He's a big boy. Yeah. If you, if you thought Slavkovsky was big, get ready for Lammer. He's going to be a big physical guy on that back end. So I I would say the Coyotes probably won this draft in terms of players they picked, I would say for sure, as, as they needed to. They need they needed to yeah. do some some damage in this draft. And they got they had three first-round picks, and they definitely did the damage. Um, but I also really like what the Jets did too. Um, yeah, Throwing some more grades out there, probably Coyotes for myself. I give them an A. I'd say an A for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Seattle gets an A for for the right pick. That's less that they did that. That's more they just got ahead yeah. to them more or less. But they yeah. still did it. They, they still they, they still they didn't went and dro- they could have gone and taken Cutter Gochi or Yurichek in that spot. Um, but I think I mean I think coming into this draft, I think a lot of people thought Nemich was going to Seattle. Yeah. which would have been a great fit too. But the fact they got right and now they've got their centers locked, like their top two centers locked up for five, 10 years. That's huge. Um, so. I think, I think both our teams get an A. I, I'm, I'd give the Red Wings an A minus. I'd give the, <laughs> the Ducks an A. Yeah. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Another guy I want to talk about yeah. um, that's, I really like, well, there's the three Winnipeg guys, the, so Connor Geeky, Denton Matichuk. Well, he's a moose shot well, he played Moose Job, but um, he's from Manitoba yes. originally. Manitoba. And then Owen Pickering played in Swift Current, but he's also a Manitoba guy. Um, Pickering was one of the U18 guys, the top U18 guys at the at Canada for Canada at the yeah. World Under 18s. Um, he's 6'4, 180. He's skilled, super skilled guy. Played, I had a chat with my colleague today. He, he, he shot up to 6'4. He was 5'9, 180. Um, in his younger he days, from, he went from being a short king to, to an tall. absolute tall unit, and he had the puck skills and you know edge work and you know skating developed before he got big, and now he's a big guy. So I think Pickering's in a bit as a, like a slight steal that Pittsburgh got at twenty one, but I really like that pick for um, the Penguins as well. And um, the other, there was another guy that really caught my eye. Um, I talked about Brad Lambert as well at 30 to the Jets. Um, Lamaru, I like that pick as well. Um, and then Miro Shnachenko, Ivan Miro Shnachenko out of Russia, um, played in Russia's second league this year. And again, there's the whole talk about the Russians with the, the Ukraine war and everything going on. And, you know, would their, their stock slide? And 
It did. And again, Miroshicheko in a year where he had a, you know, a full season, there wasn't any interruptions with any conflicts around the world. He could have gone in the top 10 very easily. And the fact that the Capitals, I mean, of all teams to draft Russians, the Capitals, um, you know, in the play, in that place with Ovechkin as the leader, it's going to be a good fit for him. And I think he's going to surprise people with how good he is. So it's probably one of the best stories of the first round. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like you, like you say, considering the Russian thing. Yep. And he, he also had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's which, lymphoma. Yeah. Which was that. And that was a really cool story that he was able to come back from that and still play hockey. And he's working through it really well. And um, yeah, I mean, and the fact, good. and the fact that they, you know, you know, he's a capital and, you know, there's a history of the capitals in Russian. Russian, yeah. Uh, you know, some people were joking about how he likes to shoot it from the OV spot. Yeah. And, and it's just like that, you know, that just seemed like a real feel good type pick that yep. um, I like, I like as, that pick as, as a player for sure. As well as what, and as much as we, you know, like picks based on fits or just the player or yep. whatever, like this is a really good story. And this mm. is the guy that you want to root for, that you want to support. Yep. So that, that, that's really nice from the Capitals to see and to, to make that happen. Definitely. Um, yeah, prospects I had to watch for to, you know, written down Kevin Korchinski, Matthew Savoy, Marco Casper, Brad Lambert. Yep. Lane Hudson was another kid who I had. He's a, like a 140-pound defenseman from like the U.S. National Development Team. Yep. Uh, I don't he think did, he, he did not make the first round. I didn't think he would, but it's a size thing that mm-hmm. really concerns me with him. Yep. It was interesting to see if somebody would take a, a, a run at him. Yep. Uh, you know, trade targets I also had today. You know, Debrinkhead and Doc, I had those written down. Yeah, trade really. Targets. Yep. Trade targets. Uh, Jacob Chikrin. Oh, yep. Uh, people have been talking about him. I don't think he's going to go now that first-round picks are off the board. Not yet. I mean, he might go – he might get traded anyways, whether it's free agency or he'll do like a sign and trade with someone. We'll have to see how that unfolds. But, um, yeah. I, I have JT Miller. Oh, 100%. I think he's, I think he'll, well, it's hard to say. I don't he know. He still go tomorrow. I still feel like there's a second or third somebody to throw. Maybe there. not even tomorrow, just like in the next two weeks here. This is a busy two weeks yeah. game with free agency coming up next week. But um, yeah, we'll have to see about that for sure. I have Matthew Kachuk because Calgary's weird. Because yeah. like Calgary, like with Calgary, it depends on if they sign Goudreau, right? That's part of it. Yeah. And also, well, Kachuk's an RFA. So it's, yeah. it's a matter of will a team offer sheet Kachuk and what do you throw a Kachuk? Like you throw nine million at Kachuk? Do you throw you almost nine, could. nine and a half? I think you almost have Cal- to again. Calgary has enough space that they can afford like Goudreau and Kachuk if they sign them both at 10. Yeah, but then they they're they're, 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 they're taking dead. Away, they're taking away from a lot of other things. Other other things, yeah. It, they they could get both. And again, it's you know, we talk about the whole Carver Avalanche thing is that are they willing to take less money in order to, you know, maybe put together a championship team? And again, they've got a great goalie in Markstrom. Will they win the Stanley Cup? I don't know. They got a pretty solid defense core that could maybe use like an upgrade, like a num- they could use like a true number one guy. Yeah. That's what they're definitely missing in Calgary. Um, and their four groups pretty solid. They had great years from their first line. But it's a matter of will they get all three of those guys back? Will they get them, you know, how, how will that all will look? Will they get that production again? Exactly. And again, we'll have, they just, they, the Flames, as good as Goudreau is, He's not a, oh my gosh, he's a superstar player. Because you look at the other, I mean, you look at the four teams that made the Western, the, the conference finals in either side, they all had some sort of star player in their lineup, whether it was McKinnon, I mean, McKinnon McCarr for the Avalanche, you could list a bunch of guys for the Avalanche, but they got McDavid, Dreisaitl, 
you've got and then the east you've got you know point Hedman Kucherov Vasilevsky in Tampa Stamkos even and then you could you could throw like Shesterkin you could throw Panarin in that pile Adam Fox in that pile in New York right yeah. so the Flames just don't to me at least as like I said as good as Goudreau is he had a great year this year I don't think Goudreau is quite on that echelon with some of those superstar players. And a lot of he's the, close though. A lot of the the things I've seen coming out of Calgary is that if the play are going to resign Goudreau, just rebuild, just sell off, just tear down. Yeah, it's it's hard. They're in a weird they're they're in a weird spot yeah. because you know Lindholm's not that old yet. He's only twenty nine. Like Kachuk's not that. Kachuk's pretty young. He's twenty five, I believe. Twenty five, twenty six. Like he's still young and again markstrom's you know got lots got some life left and they're like you said yeah they're in a weird spot i don't know what calgary's gonna do and they didn't have a pick here in the first round but we'll see what they do in the rest of the draft and in free agency because it'll be interesting to see that for sure any other picks team selections that you liked i mean i like the owen pickering pick as well i thought that was a really good move for Pittsburgh. Yep. i like that story that was good that was a, that was a good solid selection um uh what was it nemo to um uh joaquin to nashville that was probably other than lambert probably the biggest slide of the draft um camel fell from seven in central scouting rankings to 17 to nashville and um i like it nashville needs some scoring and if forsberg's gone this guy's a good replacement so if uh, if he's gone and if for if well, still, still there like nashville like historically has never had great like never. scoring forwards. Nope, never. And Forsberg's the one exception to that. I would say, and even him, he's not like this super dynamic superstar no. player. He's really good, and I love Forsberg's game, but he's not at that, you know. He's not a top 10 player in the league. No. And he's, not, he, he's barely a top 30 player in the league. Yeah. So. Like, I would say, like, Yo, I mean, Yossi's obviously the best player on that team by a landslide because he's unfucking unreal. But, um, yeah, I, I like the camel pick. And again, if he turns out how he should, he slid from seven. So he's got top 10 talent. It's just a matter of can he put it together in the NHL. Um, yeah, so camel. I like that pick. Um, there were some other ones that were pretty good too, but I like, I, we, I mean, we kind of talked about them at length a bit here. Um, like, Is there a pick you really don't like? Hmm. Is there a pick that you really hate? There's not a pick I really hate. Eight. No, I, I feel bad for you know Kevin Korchinski having to go play for Chicago. For Chicago, yeah. Um, but that's more like I hate that for the player, not the actual team. Yeah, like hmm, I don't know. There's, I almost think, like I, I mean, I'm gonna be talking about Brad Lambert for a long time. I think a lot of teams passed on him when they shouldn't have. I think he's gonna be assuming he can keep his consistency and you know, be, you know, kind of. Up, improve his compete he could be one of the most dynamic and most electrifying players in this draft and considering he went 30 to winnipeg i think and again you know he's a finn but he's canadian he's from the saskatchewan area i think he'll fit really well in winnipeg and i think he's gonna really like playing there so so i'm gonna like i'm gonna watch him closely for sure rather than so yeah you don't really have a pick you hate then not really no like if if i had to give you one i would the Red Wings, it's fine. Well, like it's it's not. I don't not like that pick. I just, yeah, I don't know. I it's almost a a reach. It's a bit of a reach, yeah. Like, 
special guest cast. Special guest, yeah. He he doesn't like that pick either. No. No. I almost think, yeah, I don't think there's a bad pick here. In all honesty, I don't think there is. All right. Um. Any other final notes? Any other final thoughts before? Because I know you have to get going here. I I dragged you out for the podcast, <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time to do it. Of course. Of course. Any other thoughts? Hot takes? No. Um. Days? No. I like. Yeah. This is a this is a good draft. I was looking forward to this draft. I was hoping. You know. I. You know. My ducks had two picks in the top thirty-two, and um, they were both good. I'm excited to see how Minchikov and um, Gaucher are gonna fit into the duck system and um with their already elite prospect pool this is making it so much better um but no it was a good draft and it was yeah fun it was fun to do a podcast right after the draft we get the live reaction so it was fun for sure all right well thank you for doing this scotty course, i yeah, appreciate it absolutely uh thank you every one of you who watched and listened uh we have some stuff coming up i know i'm behind on podcasts i know i'm behind on content you know it happens when you're a wanted man when you're busy you're busy yeah. um so we'll have more stuff coming out for you this next few weeks. Uh, I think I might be going away to Victoria in a couple weekends, hmm. covering nice. some rugby. Nice. Um, good. That should be fun. Should be fun. Um, but, you know, be sure to check out our stuff on the website. Uh, you know, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, watch our pretty faces talk. Or his pretty face. Um, Chad is saying goodbye as well. Goodbye, Chad. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back again soon. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. And we'll be back soon. Peace out.